Yeah, man. Definitely appreciate you coming on. Man, I thank y'all for having me, and um, let's do it, man. We here. Yeah. So, Louis, man, what's in Brooklyn, champ? What's in great to have you? Yeah. Where do you want to get started with boxing? Man, let me tell you, um, I wasn't a fanatic of the sport. I, I disliked it. But um, my dad was a big fanatic of the game, and um, he's the one that took me to the gym one day. The first, I say, the first month, I was just dreading every every time we had to go to the gym, I dreaded it. But um, as time kept going, I picked it up and um, I grasped it. I picked up some rhythm in my feet, and here we are, twenty damn, twenty eight years later, man. Wow, wow. Yeah, how about that? So how how old were you when you turned pro? I was um I was twenty turning twenty one. I turned pro in two thousand actually. Okay. In May of two thousand, right after the Golden Gloves in New York. Okay. I, I was gonna ask when when did you first realize that maybe you you did have um, professional level talent? Actually, when I went to the um to the box office in, in two thousand, um I uh. That's actually the first, actually that year was the first time that I competed with like national, international fighters. Because before that, I only fought in the J.O., the Junior Olympics and stuff like that. But um, when I started fighting people from the um, the World Games, it's like, then I lost in the, um, I want to say the semis because uh, I got disqualified because I messed up my thumb. Mm. I couldn't fight the next day because of my thumb. I had jammed my thumb and I just didn't pass the physical at the time. Mm. And that's the only reason I got I got bumped off because then I had lost to a kid from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, but I was supposed to go to the loser's bracket and continue. But um, I couldn't continue physically and um, that's when I got bumped off. And uh, But that's when I knew I had some type of talent. I was competing with the, with the world-class amateur fighters. Nice. So, and your, your first professional fight when you first got out there was him. How how was that feeling to the the first professional fight that you ever had? It was crazy because um, you know, fighting with no no headgear and <laughs> coming out with no t-shirt on and little gloves. I think it was um eight ounce eight ounce gloves. And but when you get hit, I tell people you can't compare the amateurs to the professionals. One smaller headgear, little gloves, and when you get hit, man, it feels like you get hit with a brick, especially with a <laughs> with a puncher. With those punches, man, they hurt. And you know, a, a lot of times in the beginning, you get you fight bums. I, I ain't gonna lie, you fight just to get those wins. But when you get hit, I don't care who you fighting, you're gonna you're gonna feel it. Yeah. As fans, we always hear about these wars that that boxers have in the amateurs, and you hear this person faced this person in the amateurs, and you know. But for some reason, those fights don't never materialize on the pro level. You know, what is what's that about? And did you fight anybody in the amateurs that you wish you had an opportunity to fight on the pro level? Well, I never fought nobody like that turned pro and and be be in the same game. Um, but I think the biggest fights were in the gym. Mm. You know, a lot, a lot of people don't understand that in the gym, you're getting prepared for a fight and, and you're on there, y'all trying to kill each other. I don't care if it's your sparring partner, you knew him growing up. When you're in that ring, man, you just, 
you're trying to be the best you can possibly be and you're trying to make that other person better. So that's why you gotta give it your all. That's why you gotta go in there and bang out and especially training camps for any fight. There was I had I think I probably had more injuries in, in in preparing for a fight than an actual fight. Wow. Now, that's how serious it is. Now you um you you what were you born in Queens, but you but you from Brooklyn? No. You know, I, they always got it confused. I'm Brooklyn all the way around. I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Brooklyn. Now I live I'm, I lived in Florida. I live in Florida now, but I'm a Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn boy. Okay. So when you was when you when you was fighting amateurs and you were making your rounds and you know in the gym you was you was in the gym out out in Brooklyn. Yeah, in Surrey City Boxing Club. Okay. Um, we had the we had a deep squad. We have. It was me. I was the oldest one in the group. It was me, Curtis Stevens, Daniel Jacobs. We had um, Saddam Ali, Kurt, um, Jadon Codrington was there at one point when before he retired. Um, who else was there? Monty Barry was there. Shannon Briggs. We had a decent squad, man. <laughs> that's that's quite so, a crew. So how would you say growing up in Brooklyn influenced influenced you? Because I know listen, I know Brooklyn from being a city person myself. How do you, how that influence you? Well, you know you um you had to you had to grind to get out to get what you wanted, man. It, it wasn't an easy way out for me, especially growing up in you know I was born and raised in, in East New York, and um, then when later on in my life I, I moved to Southside. In Williamsburg, and back then it was just nothing but prostitutes, drugs everywhere, and that's just the life I grew up around. And in order to get out of it, you had to do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. And thank God, and my dad took me to the gym. Otherwise, I probably would have been locked up with there right now. Yeah. Now, one of the questions, and I think you answered this already, is I was thinking, as fans, we don't get to see the hard work that goes into training. We only see the, the match itself. Can you speak a little bit about uh, what it's like to go through a training camp? You know, um, like I said, training camps are brutal, man, because everybody in, in camp is trying to prove themselves to themselves. And um, as a fighter growing up, I just wanted to be better than I was yesterday. You know, a lot of people want to be better than the next person, but my thing was, I want to be better than what I was yesterday because I'm competing against myself. Even though you you have those gym wars, but at the end of the day, like, if you're not trying to be better than you, you ain't gonna get better than the following day. You ain't gonna be better than, than nobody, especially yourself, because you're trying to improve who you are as a fighter. Especially for me, like, I want to know what I did wrong yesterday. So I won't do it again today. So that was my main thing going into camp. And, but I never had camp like that. The only time I had really a good camp was um, for the Victor Ortiz fight. Really, I had seven weeks. That camp paid off. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, yeah. that, and that was only seven weeks. All my other camps been three weeks. Oh, wow. From the beginning, when I fought... um. For the, for the world title the first time with um, Jose Antonio Rivera. Yeah. Two week notice. They called yeah. me two week notice. I took the fight. And I came. I, be, I became a world champion. Um, Shane Mosley, they called me four weeks, which was really three weeks to get ready. And then the last week is a cool down. Mm-hmm. Amir Khan, three week notice. Um, Birdo, I had four weeks notice. That's crazy. Uh, the third fight, 
four weeks notice. So I really never had a full camp except with the Victor Ortiz fight. So so that makes me wonder, what could you you fighting at 147? What's your walk around weight? Walk around, I'll be one one seventy pushing. Okay. But again, I always tell people I'm a, I'm a gym rat. I'm always in the gym. But the main thing is getting ready for a fight. Like you can, yeah. I could be in the gym all the time, but I'm not training for a fight, so it's totally different. Yeah. It's hard to explain yeah. for those that don't do it. But when you're getting ready for a fight, you train totally different than when you just you just training just to train. I'm, I always wondered though, like why you have some people that walk around like I always hear people say that um that Earl Spence walk around at like 180, 185, and then cutting down to 147. That doesn't take a toll on you. Yeah, it does when you when you're young, it don't it don't really hit you that that hard. But as you get older, you start feeling it more. But again, how long he has to camp? Yeah, yeah. You got eight eight weeks, ten weeks at that. But like for like a fighter like me, the B side. They're not giving me that time. Yeah. Man, it's interesting you mentioned that. Like, cause I, I the, one of the things I want to ask you is about this, this A, we hear a lot about the A side and the B side. Yeah. Technology. And I don't know, I don't, people say <laughs> Floyd, that Floyd started it. Like what, what, what is, what's the A side and the B side? Yeah. And how's that working box? Let me say, as a fighter, I still don't understand it, but they consider <laughs> me a B side. They consider me a B side, but I feel like I'm on the C side because I don't know. I don't know. I'm not getting no fights. They don't want to give me no fights. But meanwhile, they're giving like bad fighters the good fights. You know why? Because you how you call it? Because people probably feel it's too risky of a fight. Yeah. I'm a high. I'm a high risk, low reward. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they feel. What is that? Fight. I'm an athlete. Like this is a sport. Like you. It's like telling Jordan he can't play with LeBron or like I don't know. It's just so weird, man. You just being a competitive sport, like. If you, you think you're the man, you're on the A side, you should fight anybody. Yeah. Now, uh, if given the opportunity, who would you want to fight right now that's out there? I fight, I you know, I called out every top dude. I, anybody <laughs> in the world to make the division. You know, they, they, they're picking, they're handpicking like real like bad fights for these top fighters. It's, it's embarrassing for the sport. Yeah. I, I saw today that they were saying that um, that Terrence Crawford is supposed to fight. Um, probably looking at Josecito Lopez. I think your Josecito Lopez last couple of fights he looked he looked really good, but he looked he looked he showed up for the um, the Thurman fight, but he started too late. Yeah, yeah. But you, but honestly, I feel like you may have given people the blueprint to beat Thurman once you because you hit Thurman with a good body shot too. Yeah, and, and after that, everybody's trying to go for his body. Yeah, yeah. yep, go to the body on him. But I mean, so what? What's what's the holdup with getting these fights made? You think? Politics. They they're not trying to really push the fighters. I, I guess the promoters want to just the the big fights to happen. Mm-hmm. And me right now, I'm jeopardizing that. I believe. I don't know. That's just my opinion. So how? You come- know, that's why they, that's why they're giving these fighters easier fights mm-hmm. until they build up that fight, that big fight. I mean, for, for you, for you, you've given a lot of fighters hell, though. I mean, <laughs> but that's the problem. See, <laughs> I, I think what, what put me in the back burner was that the Keith Thurman fight. Yeah, yeah, it hurt me. It was, it was like a gift and a curse. Yeah, did they? I mean, did they at least give you decent compensation for it? You don't got to say a number, but did they <laughs> yeah, but still, like, 
Now it messed up my future, though. The ability to earn yeah. later, right? You know, it, it, it's like a gift and a curse. Oh, man. Yeah. So you've been in there with Andre Berto, Ricky Hatton, Sugar Shane, Keith Hartman, um, Amir Khan, and Victor Ortiz. Who's the best fighter you face, and why would you say they're the best? Well, to be honest, the one that showed out the most, I'm going to say not because I was at my best, but I was at my worst was Amir Khan. He came, he, he did his thing. Yeah. You know, um, I took that fight short notice. I had to cut a lot of weight for that fight. Mm. Actually, the night before the weigh-in, I had to lose 15 pounds, man. Oh, wow. wow. And um, I don't know how I survived the fight. I, to be honest, I don't even know how, why he did not knock me out. I don't know how I survived that fight. I want to know how you lost 15 pounds. Yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> I had to kill myself, but at the end of the day, I don't know how I survived it. Like, I don't remember nothing of that fight, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. See, that's the crazy thing, is as, as fans, we only see what happens in the ring. So when you see it on, on TV, it's like, man, this guy lost, but we have no idea as to what's happening on the back end of it. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't ready for the fight. You know, the team I had, which is, they wanted to get paid and I was in, my mind was somewhere else and it was what it was, but I think that was my worst outing and he did his thing though. I give him his, his props. Yeah, it's funny you said Amir Khan because before you said it, I was thinking Amir Khan. I always tell people like to me, Amir Khan, and I don't know if you've been in with, so you can, you've been in with him so you can speak to it. Amir Khan looks extremely fast, but you know, he's, he seems to be fast, but he also seems to be somebody like, if you can land a good shot on him, he's done. He'll crumble. Is he really fast in the ring? He, let me tell you, his game plan was superb. Uh, like I said, I wasn't at my best, but he still did his thing. And um, he studied whatever he studied with with um, Virgil Hunter. He did it. He did it to the team. Yeah. Wow. And what about Ricky Hatton? what would you say about the experience with Ricky Hatton? It was a joke. <laughs> I, I think. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it showed itself. You know, he after the fight, he moved back down. I felt, I felt like I should have fought for the belt again once he vacated it. But then, you know, the politics of the game gave Miguel Cotto, which never fought at the welterweight division, gave him the opportunity to fight for it. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is, man. I've been getting robbed since day one. Damn. At one, at one time, were you working with um Don King? That was actually my, my first promoter. Wow. And, um, you know, he put me in as a last-minute replacement. He probably thought I was going to get walked over. Actually, for that fight, um, when I fought Rivera, he was a CO in Massachusetts. Mm. And the, there was um, there was three officials, and two of them were um, COs. Damn. And I caught that right right, right after the weigh-in. I had caught that. And I had to get one of the um, COs out because... I really would have lost because one of the CEOs gave it to um, Rivera at the end of the fight. His co-workers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but whatever it was. Back in the deck. Yeah. I, I look at some of, some of your fights, like the, the Birdo thing where two judges had a certain, you had Bill Clancy with the score the way off the 111-116. I mean. <laughs> Let me say, that judge, it was a last minute replacement too. Okay. You go, you go do your research. It's so much stuff I have like to put out there, but I'm not gonna blab. It is what it is. 
I gotta take it for what it is, man. I always, always wonder if, if, and, and just, is this a good idea? Now, you think that after each round, they should show the scores, show the scorecards? I don't think, I don't like that. Okay. And you know why? Because now they're gonna make it like the amateurs. And the amateurs, they were doing that, they let you know the score at the end of the round. Oh. So now, if the corner knows you up five five points, yo, just run the, the whole fight. You, got, yeah, you just kind of run. Yeah, you can't do that. It, it gives it gives it away, and what? you lose the, the the funk of it. Yeah, it's funny because I looked. I thought about it the other way. I'm thinking like if the corner knows that a person you down four or five rounds, you know, not everybody in there is a warrior. Some people are like, all right, the, the check is in the bank. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna be paid or whatever. I'm gonna quit on the stool, kind of thing. The new generation, that's what they're in there for. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't getting those big fights like you got back in the 80s, man. Mm -hmm. And by the way, saying that, rest in peace to Marvin Hagler. I don't know if I know, man. Yeah. Those yeah. Was his family, his, his friends, man. Like, that was one of my favorite fighters growing up. Him and uh, Fernell Whitaker. Yeah, that's notorious. Yeah. Now, is there any particular fights that you would love to see happen? Is there any two boxers who who you think uh, would make a great fight? I think right now, um, Teofimo and um, Tank would be a hell of a fight right now at the 135 pounds. Nice. I think that's the one I'm 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 for right now. I think Brian Garcia. He's still a little hype. Yeah, he showed a lot of heart getting up from that knockdown. But um, I think he still got a little more to prove. Okay. I agree. I, what do you think about the possibility of him fighting Pacquiao? Because I know at one point they were talking about that. I think he'll get knocked out. <laughs> He's not ready for Pacquiao. I don't care how old the... You know, see, that's another thing that gets me upset, too. The, oh, this fight is old. He's, you know how many fighters look... How many young fighters look old and how many old fighters look young? Mm -hmm. Age don't matter, man. It's how you take care of yourself outside the ring. Mm -hmm. Now, what about uh, Spence and Crawford? That's a much hype fight. Do you think that fight will ever happen? It's gonna happen, but it just it's not gonna happen now. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna build it the way the way they built um the Floyd and the Pacquiao fight. But I hope they don't wait that long. Yeah. yeah. And who 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 would you who would you think would uh, pull that one off? I like Crawford more. Okay. What you know he he proved himself more in the in the um, junior welterweight division. Right now, he haven't done nothing in the welterweight division, so I don't give him credit for what he have done in the welterweight division. But as a 140 pounder, he was a beast. Yeah, he was beating everybody. Yeah. 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 He pulled everybody at that weight division. Yeah. I want to go back for a second to um to Don King, because, you know, you said Don King was your first promoter. Why does Don King get such a bad rap when it seems like other promoters like Bob Arum they engage in similar business tactics. Like, I don't know if you've been following along recently, but Bob Arum has really been hard. Like, he was hard on Crawford. He's hard on Tiafimo. Like, Tiafimo yeah. fight went to purse bid, and Trilla won the purse bid over his own promoter. But I guess Arum, Arum didn't put no bid in. <laughs> I, you know, Arum, Arum is getting to a point that um he's getting old, man. Yeah. He's getting old, and um I don't think he's really pushing for the fighters anymore. Like if the fighter is exciting, he's exciting. But I don't think he's really dealing with that part of, of the business anymore. I think he's just a name. Oh, okay. He's just the face of the of the company. Yeah, cause he, well now, Sean Porter's been trying to get that fight and they said that he offered Sean Porter 
a million dollars. Why would she? Why would he give Sean Porter a million dollars, but give Kell Brook three million dollars? That just uh, just uh, to let you know, like, look, we really don't want this fight. I give you this, and you turn it down, and say we we gave you opportunity. If you think about it, half of these fighters are doing that. Yeah. Or even the, or even I say the promoters, they'll give you oh yeah I'll give you X amount of dollars. Oh no, you turn it down. All right, we gave you opportunity. Moving on to the next. That's what's happening. So it's, it's more like saving face than than anything. Correct. And then what the fans do, yo, this fight is scared of this. Like, come on, dude. Like, you're not getting in the ring, so please don't don't be a fan to that. If you're gonna be a fan, be a fan of the game. Don't be just a fan of just one fighter and try to go back and forth. With it. it doesn't make no sense. Yeah, I see. You know, I say this like watching the amount of boxing that I watch. I it's it, it can be frustrating, but I do understand the business element of it. Like as a fighter, you taking all the risk. You know, you going in there and there's the potential that you could get seriously hurt. So I don't see an issue with a fighter attempting to maximize and get the most they could get out of the promotion. But there are some fans, like you said, there's some fans that they just get frustrated and they be like, well, you know what? He offered Sean Porter a million dollars. Sean Porter should just take the fight, you know, and let that be it. What do you, what do you say to the fans that actually don't think about the business element? of boxing and just think that a person should get in with anybody for any amount of dollars. You just got to give them an example. They get to have a, a nine to five and they get to pay $20 an hour. Like, you know what? This week you're going in there, you only get paid $10 an hour. How they gonna, are they going to take it? Or they're like, nah, I'm not taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same thing. How are you going to give me my worth and you don't know my worth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just watching what I'm doing. You're not. You're not doing what I'm doing. Like, I got to go to get up every morning, go work out and sacrifice my life. You're not doing that. All you're doing is sitting back, having a drink and watching the fight. <laughs> <laughs> not putting these hours in the same way. If you got to go to work, you're only getting paid $10 an hour, $10 an hour this week. You're only getting paid 10 not 20 Some kind you have. Mm. Are you going to go You gonna go to work? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, when you when you look at it, it's rough, man. It's rough. When you look at it, like you said, you you wish you might you might have performed so well that it makes it tough for you. But if if anything, when you when you look at it, (laughs) when you look at it and you and you eye these guys and you want to you want to figure out what your next move is, um, based on based on now and your experience. What would what, what, what would be the ideal fight for you or something? Are you are you interested in getting into your own self promotion to try to get ideal stuff too, or are you comfortable where you're at? You know, as far as promotion wise, my promotion, I think once I leave the game, I'm leaving the game. Okay. Yeah, it, it just you know, like I said, the gift and the curse. Um, it's been rough, man. It, I've been grinding for the last twenty years and. It's, it's been hell. You know, I feel like if the promoter's not really pushing you and you don't have a promoter that's really trying to get you up there, you ain't gonna get up there. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be, you gotta be used, bro. Yeah. It is what it is. I, I keep it, I keep it real. Like, you're gonna get used. And if they can't use you, you're gonna be on, on the shelf. That's actually a good segue to the, the next question I had is, do you think there's anything even left for you to prove in the game? Um, 
they're not letting me they're not giving me the opportunity cuz i know i could be happy these dudes if i had the proper time and the same way they had the eight weeks if i had eight weeks i'd be a problem but always giving that short notice is just a poor short wow i mean right right now are you you with pbc right yeah so pbc got a stable full of welterweights i'm i'm the last one they're thinking about hey sir <laughs> but we, I mean, we we said earlier we said you know it's it's uh what is it high risk low reward but there there has to be a fight out there to be made you know they keep putting me with the young guys they don't want to put me in there with the, the, the former champions and stuff like that they want to with the up with the contenders so mm-hmm. now they want to see where I'm at or where they are basically where they are really because okay I'm where I'm at where I'm at but um they just want to test them and see if they work worth their time wow so so for you so I'm like the I'm like the gatekeeper of the welterweight division yeah. <laughs> But I'm, I was wondering because we were talking about it earlier. It's almost as if they're trying to use you maybe as a stepping stone for a younger guy at this point to say, "Well, yeah, if you can get in and, and hold your own against this guy, maybe you deserve a, a shot at, at the title or whatever the case may be." But they don't want to take that chance no more because just, <laughs> they just don't know that what Kalaz is going to show up. If you give me time, I'm giving I'm giving the best fight to hell. I don't care who it is. Anybody in what's with, I will give them. I will give them problems because of my style. Not because I'm the best. It just just who I am, and as a fighter, I just don't care. Yeah. And you southpaw too, right? Correct. And I could take a shot, could give a shot. See, these dudes, they can give a shot. Half of them can they can punch, but they can't take it. Gotcha. And when you have someone that can take it and give it to you, either you're gonna step up or you or you're gonna fold. Yeah. I mean, you be the fight you've been in. It's like it's like wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to bang out. That Brooklyn comes out of me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Man, you ain't never have a chance to get in the ring with Judah. We sparred a couple of times. I helped him get ready for the Corey Spinks fight. He's at. He's actually. I thank him because if it wasn't for him, I would have never got up with Don King. Okay, he was with Don King too. Yeah. Um. After this fight with Zab. Um, he asked me who I was with. I'm like, I've been a free agent since I signed, since I turned pro. He said, I got you. Then two weeks, I mean, uh, a couple of days later, I wind up having a meeting with Don, and we signed that same night. Oh wow! Yo, what's it like to interact with Don King? Like from afar, <laughs> they like yo, Don King's a slippery dude. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's straight hood. Like every other word is a curse, man. He's walking around. He walks around with money like he's still doing numbers in the street. <laughs> yo, so he went try to sign you and come out of pocket like yo, here's never. Yeah, he's straight. He's straight blunt. Like he don't care about nothing. Whatever comes out his mouth comes out his mouth. Well, he was get was he getting you fights though? I was fighting on every undercard that I'm trying to had in the garden. Damn, nice. Get that. I was always that's one thing with Don. Like he, I got some money and he always had me on. Every show he had in the garden. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's the thing with PBC though, because PBC got so many damn fighters. Have you ever actually met Al Heyman? Yo, Al Heyman just like this mythical Absolutely. person. Absolutely. I actually, um, I met him actually um, when Victor Ortiz fought Andre Berto. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to actually talk to him a little bit. Okay. 
Oh, uh, yeah. What is your take on some of these uh, like amateur slash professional fights, like what Floyd Mayweather's doing, the whole Jake Paul, yeah. Nate Robinson thing? What is your take on that? <laughs> I find it so disrespectful for the game, man. Like, I believe every UFC fighter should stay in the UFC. Every boxer, boxer should stay in boxing. Every Everybody got to stay in their lane, basically. Like, it, you're messing up the game. Like, all this, I don't know. I, I just don't like it. Yo, if the check is right, you should be some YouTube people up too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight Jake Paul if you want to fight. <laughs> I move up. I move up to 170 pounds. I'm not even 170 pounds. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, well, it's not about skill now. It's just about like the following that the person got. You exactly. Know? It's not. It's not even. It's not even going in your record. It's going. It's an exhibition. Yeah. 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 I don't care. Give me some money. I go. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what Floyd didn't Floyd go over to Japan and get like eight million for beating up some dude in Japan. He hurt that dude too. <laughs> <laughs> Like that dude was undefeated though, right? He had a yeah. big problem in Japan. That's, the, that's one thing about Floyd though. He he knows his, his business and um you can't take nothing take nothing away from him. He's yeah. about his business. Yeah. We had we had Antonio Tarvo on and we was talking to him and I had asked him about Floyd and I was saying did he think that Floyd was good or bad for the game because Floyd's business acumen really made a lot of fighters get calculated and it took a lot of big fights off the table. Right, so it's a part, a part, partially you appreciate uh, Floyd because he brought the money to the game and he got fighters really thinking long term. But the other part of it is he's like, damn, like, yo, because now everybody is all about the bread, they're not making the fights as fast as they would have made the fights before. But you know what? Not everybody was committed the way Floyd is. That's the difference between these young fighters and, and Floyd. Floyd was committed. He wasn't, he wasn't hanging out. He wasn't partying. Yeah, he would go out and show up in the club, but he won't be drinking. He won't be going crazy. He was always committed. When he had to go to the gym, he was in the gym. Like, when he had to focus, he was focused. But now you get this new generation, they just, oh, I'm gonna go, I wanna go make some money. Or I'm gonna go party first, do what I do, and when it's time to go fight, I go fight. Now they gotta lose mad weight. Troy was always like 15 pounds overweight, if that. Yeah. It was a difference. New generation in Freud is totally different. I mean, you, you look at stuff like that when you get a guy like Errol Spence who almost lost his career in that type of situation. Let me say, that's an eye-opener for any... It should be an eye-opener for anybody. Mm -hmm. Especially um Spence, man. Like, that's a scary moment. I, I hope he, he recovered 110% because now they got to be careful who they put him in there with. He just... He don't look the same to me. Yeah. I don't know if he does to y'all, but he, to me, he don't look the same. He um he looked better than I thought he would look against Danny, um but I part part of it was like I felt like Danny was scared to let his hands go. Um, Danny's not a a natural 147 pounder either, so yeah he can punch, but mm -hmm. he's limited. Yeah, and he's a, he's an easy target for you know he's an easy target. Yeah. He's not a move. He don't move. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. I mean, for me to uh, like right now, I think I'd like to see. I'd like to see Spence versus Crawford, but I realize that it's gonna take some time for them to make it you happen. No, I won't mind I won't I won't mind um Spence with Ungas. That's what's gonna happen. That's gonna be Spence. Yeah. But again, I don't think Ungas Ungas got a chin. 
Yeah. He's won a, yo, he's won a lot of fights lately too. He's looked a lot better recently. He did. He looked. Yeah, but I'm t- if Spence touches him, I guarantee he lights out. Damn. It's a good I'm fight. Fun. It's a good fight for him. He's a good technical fighter. He can move. He's a great counter puncher. But as far as chin, I don't think he got it. Mm. Um, here's a fight. I think. How would you feel about fighting Broner? Let me say, Broner's a straight up clown. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. You know, I, I got to actually see him a couple of years back in Atlanta. They had a boxing show up there, and um, he tried to sum me some like a funny. He tried to sum me some. I forgot how it was. I looked at him with like a serious face, and like, yo, I'm, I'm just doing this so you know, I'm just trying to promote. And you don't try to, don't try to take it there. I'm not that. <laughs> Yo. And this before I was saved and there, I was still street. I, was, <laughs> I didn't care about nothing. Like, don't don't come at me like that. He's like, nah, I'm just trying to promote. Nah, don't come at me like that. Uh, yeah, that's why Broner's still around, though, because the talent. I mean, Broner has talent, but right now Broner's around for the antics more than anything. Like, he, he got more talent running his mouth than he does <laughs> in the damn me. ring. Yeah, the mouth, the mouth is far more active than the actual amount of punches he throw per round. Horrible. What yeah. do you do, 100? Uh, he threw a hundred um, punches. That last, that last so fight, I didn't. I, I watched that last mm-hmm. fight. I think if anything, a draw. Hundred punches. I didn't. I didn't have him winning that fight. Yeah. Okay, but how many punches he threw? <laughs> well, I don't know. If it was a hundred. He may not have. Yeah. He averaged probably like seven or eight punches around. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel like Brona was. I feel like Brona was better. At 140, that he should not. He, Broner shouldn't be fighting at 140. He can't make 140 no more. I, I don't understand why you keep saying catch weight 44. Yeah, he can't make weight. He can't make 140. He was about to do 144, and this, this dude was on what two week two week notice, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came in on weight, and Broner's been training for the last 10 weeks, whatever it was, and he still couldn't make the weight, and he had an extra two weeks. Yeah. Oh no, I think was it right money. It's the money, you know. He get the money and he want to party and, and yeah. go to the club and shoot dice and he has to pay that girl off too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That he's like, you know what? I might as well just not make weight. And I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, man. Yo, that'd be a good fight with your with your level of activity, though, versus Broner. That I think that'd be a good fight for you. I think that I, I he, won't, he won't take it. Yeah, because <laughs> the risk, you think? He ain't trying to lose. <laughs> Listen, I go to I go to his house and we fight in the bathroom if you want. <laughs> he has to fight somebody. He, he ain't gonna fight me. I can tell you that. Man, that's crazy. You know who's another dude that I feel like has like a similar trajectory as you? That to me is a good fighter. Also, Adrian Granados. That yeah, but Granados why? It's a natural one hundred thirty-five pounder. Yeah, he um he was looking good until Danny knocked him out. But he got I think he, gave, he gave a good fight to he he, you know, he, he was doing he was doing hella good. But again, the weight difference, you know, when you're going up so many different weight classes, people don't they go on. That's not a big big jump. You got to remember, 135 pounds. You got to make the cut that weight. Then you got to blow up another 10, 15 pounds after the weight. Mm-hmm. So now you find at 47. You're not getting no bigger because you walk around 140, 145. Mm-hmm. How much bigger could you get? Mm-hmm. Then you got Danny at a natural. 
now he's a more natural 47 pounder, which he's now he's 140. But you already know he's been fighting that way for how long already? Yeah. Yeah, so true. all that that weight makes a big difference, man. The weight makes a big, big difference. Yeah. I wonder what's next for Dan. I would love that fight too. Yeah. What's next for Dan? We could we'll sell that in the Barclays. We'll sell that out like Puerto Rican Day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and in Brooklyn, Dan, Danny got a lot of good, a lot of big fights in Barclays. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I was I'm from Brooklyn, so I'll sell that place out just. Just me. Yeah. Man, you know what's that? You got to get your manager on the phone with Al Heyman. They talk all the time. It just, I'll just, I'm on the back burner right now. Damn. You know what it is? It's because you're not on social media doing antics. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not, that's not who I am. I, I never, you know, even when I was living that street life, I was never one of those to just go out there and run my mouth. Yeah. My thing was just, I got to fight. You know, when Colossus fight, there's a fight. That's my thing. I, I'm not going to sell you. If I got to sell something outside the ring and not give you a fight inside the ring, I'm not doing my job. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's what Bronus does. He'll sell you a fight outside the ring. When he get in that ring, he just want to do nothing. Yeah. 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 But he, he's getting it. He's making that money. So how do you, how do you think we get these promoters and guys to start getting together to try to make some of these fights? Because I think when you, when you got all these people, you got people running and ducking, and, and then you got people like what's it that that's good that guys don't want to fight them because they're a little little nervous and stuff like that. I mean, what do you think we can do to get around that or get to get to a point where it starts becoming a little? We start making some of these fights like you or some you fought a lot of quality guys and with some had a lot of wars. So yeah, obviously scared some of these other guys, but you would think that how do we get that 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 challenge back in the game where people actually want to try to try to do that? Is there any way you think we got do something about that? It's gonna be hard because promoters they're not trying to lose their belts. So now if you're not if you're not part of the team, why I'm gonna fight somebody else that might be my guy and might take the belt from the team? Mm -hmm. You know, these promoters ain't trying to lose that belt. They're losing money. Yeah. So that's why a lot, a lot of fights is not happening because the top guys are on different um, organizations, different promoters. I won't say organizations because there's no organized, not an organizing box. Mm. If it was, a lot, of, a lot of big fights would have been happening. I'm saying, as far as big fights happening, the promoters got to get together and do it. But yeah, I, I, don't see, I, don't see, I don't see it happening because boxing is not organized. It's no organization. It's just every man for themselves. Yeah. I think that that's one of the things that's hindering Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence from fighting because I feel like, honestly, that Bob Arum feels like, you know what, the fight has to be built up big enough for them to generate tons and tons of revenue. That way, if Terrence Crawford did lose, at least, you know what, we made some good money off of it. But if he lose, if Terence Crawford loses, then Bob Arum is basically really iced out of the um the welterweight division. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's a good point. So but he's running out of people to put Terence Crawford in with, and Terence Crawford is too good of a fighter to be fighting some of these people that that they keep coming up with for him. Terence Crawford, he I don't know, he's just trying to cash out. To be honest with you, because you know why? Last year, um, top ranked sent me a contract. 
I signed my partner. He never signed him. Top rank couldn't find him. Oh, wow. Wow. Damn. Now, how much longer do you think you can stick around with guys continuing to duck you? Because I, I know it's got to be frustrating on your end, you know? Hopefully, hopefully by this shit, this might be my last year fighting, man. Like, I can't take it. I, it becomes frustrating, you know? It just, I don't know, like, boxing is like a hate, a love-hate relationship, man. Mm. You know, sometimes you love it, sometimes you hate it. I'm just, I'm fed up, I'm ready. Yeah. So, who's number one pound for pound to you? Canelo right now. Okay. Yeah, I tell people that all the time too, and everybody is like, "Nah, Canelo's not. Canelo's not. Canelo to me, the best thing that ever could have happened to him was losing to Floyd. Once he lost to Floyd, his defense got better. Yeah. Me, yeah. Everything got better. Yeah. Not only did the defense get better, but. He's, I, I think he's more hungry now than he was when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But I think he fought, he fought Floyd when he was too young. He was only about 21. Yeah. 21 or 20. Floyd caught him at the right time. He he's not, he was still green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, now he's a, he's a totally different fighter, man. Defense got better. His counter got better. His yeah. punching power got better. He's just a better fighter overall. overall he's a better fighter. Yeah. They saying that um that that I guess uh who he got um who does he have for Cinco de Mayo? Damn, who, um Saunders. Saunders, Saunders. he got Saunders. It's gonna be interesting fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good fight. Saunders moves a lot, but I don't think he's a big puncher. No. And I don't think he's gonna be able to keep Canelo off of him. Mm-hmm. And then they saying afterwards that Caleb Plant. I like Caleb Plant, but I I just I don't think Caleb Plant has fought anybody at a magnitude of Canelo. That's a hey, yeah. Benavidez fights. Like if, if they fight and the winner out of that should fight Canelo. Mm-hmm. I like Benavidez. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. He's fighting tomorrow night, right? Tonight. Oh, he's fighting tonight. Tonight, yeah. He fight tonight. He fight um yeah. Ellis tonight. Should be that should be a good fight. Yeah. So if you if you see yourself possibly at retirement, do you see yourself getting into training or anything? So what will be next? Um. I would like to train kids, okay. but not to fight. Like, I don't, you know, I was training kids in New York for a little bit, but as far as like building their confidence, get the kids that was getting bullied in the neighborhood, just to boost their confidence up and, and give them a, a better self esteem because these kids nowadays, man, they, they can be brutal with their mouths, man. You know, you got a lot of kids getting bullied in school, and, you know, it's rough. It's rough growing up. Yeah. Man. It's not going into like depression and suicidal thoughts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Going through your own thing and thinking about killing yourself is your worst enemy. You just don't know what, when you're going to wind up doing something stupid to yourself. At least with an enemy, you know you got to kill. Yeah. But with yourself, like, you just don't know. You can just snap in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And mental health. Man. Yeah, sure. What do you think, um, Joshua and Fury? Who do you think will win that? Fury's gonna play with them. You know, I, I like Joshua, 
I think Fury said the other day that there's a possibility that the third fight with him and Wilder may happen before um, him and Joshua. I was just reading that yesterday. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. It, that's see who um, Wilder guys are training now. You know? Would you say? Who Wilder's? Who's training Wilder right now? I'm not. You know, I'm not sure. I was kind of disappointed in Wilder though because Wilder made a lot of excuses. Yeah. First it was the costume, then yeah. it was Mark Breen, <laughs> then it was the gloves. And it's just you know, I get it. You don't want to lose. If any, if anything, I'll say that's one thing that um that I think that Floyd Mayweather um kind of put a dent in the game with. Like everybody is afraid to take a loss. They feel like once you take a loss, it devalues you to that to that level that you can't never get another big fight. So whenever people lose, they get 50 million excuses why they lost. And I watched that fight. Fury was just better than him that night. Yeah, I, I think if they fight again, he'll beat him again. Yeah, he yo his game yeah. was solid. I mean, he did good. Fury was doing good the first fight. He just got caught with two monster shots that put him down. I always say Styles make fights, and uh, I believe Fury's style just it confuses um, Wilder because Deontay usually has stationary fighters. Mm -hmm. Fury's coming from everywhere, different angles, different punches. You just don't know where he's coming from. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be hard though for whoever's training Wilder now to get him. Cause to me, Wilder is not like when you look at technique. Technique is not on his side. Like to me, he's just somebody that he's power. He's a power puncher. Yeah. But yeah. I think now what's gonna be the curse for Wilder is mental. Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. You gotta step his mental game up. Forget about anything else. Like that's one thing you gotta fix first. Yeah. Especially okay. if you get that rematch from Fury. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. I don't want to see any 40-pound suits. I don't want to yeah. man, I don't want yeah, to hear any more excuses, you know. Yeah, but you know, you know damn well how much that, that damn costume weight, man. You gotta wear that. Come on, man. He was exhausted on the ring walk. Yeah. He looked exhausted. Him sitting down in the locker room, he looked exhausted. <laughs> I think mentally, mentally, he killed, he drained himself mentally. Yeah, I was. He looked nervous from the beginning. Yeah, he did. What's the um? Shit, who was calling the last fight? The um, doing the Bron the last Broner fight. Gosh, oh. I always forget his name. That fought um, he fought Danny Jacobs. What's the dude? He was on the contender too. Gosh, what's his name? Oh man. Yes, oh, no, no, Mora. Um, Mora. Yeah, and Mora was talking about. He was talking about that um, doing the Broner fight. He was like, you know. He said, he, I think he said he got knocked out and he was like that he, was it more? He was saying, that I, it was. It may have been more. He was saying that he got knocked out and he underestimated how difficult it would be to come back after getting knocked out. Like, I think he said, I think he said he ended up having to go to therapy or something like that because of it. It happens, man. It's part of the game. That's the thing though. Like these fighters want to keep milking the game, fighting bones, and then when they do step in there and fight somebody that's good. Have a possibility of knocking them out mm -hmm. and getting knocked out. Mentally, they're broken. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't get babies throughout your whole career, and then when you move up, you want to point fingers at everybody that, oh, because of him, I lost. Yeah. 
it is what it is. You step up to another level of the game. Mm-hmm. You got to see it. Yeah, yeah. You see it though, like even as a, even as a fan, you watch some of these fights, and it's like these prospects, these these prospects, they up and coming, and then they put them in with somebody, and you see like the first couple of rounds, and you realize like you know what, like the skill level or the people that they were previously fighting was nowhere near. Yeah, on the- that's a big difference right now, and a lot of people get exposed. That's the let's see. That's the thing when certain fighters now they don't want. Owners don't want to expose certain fighters, so they got to be careful who they put them in. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come in, because they don't want me to expose them. <laughs> <laughs> so like now I'm screwed because now I can't get no fights. But the, you know what? The fans are getting hip to it though. Now fans are starting to be like, "Yo, what? You fighting who? Who's yeah. it? He's a bartender." <laughs> <laughs> They're catching on, but still, social media. You, you can see me some today. That's yeah. I mean, it's almost like if you're promoting a fight now, you get four bartenders and then try to go for the championship or something. <laughs> Listen, man, whatever you whatever you put in the social media right now, and you selling it, <laughs> you, you 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 the man. Basically, you're a champion without even fighting. Yeah, but I mean, the fighters gotta start to realize that too, because you get out there, you fight these bums, then you go against the champion, you get killed. And then we don't know, we don't see you no more. So then we then, see you then, on Tuesday. But they don't care because they got that check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true too. Payday. I mean, so I, now I, half of these fighters, they want to cash out. They ain't not, they're not in there. They don't do it for the love of the game. They just do it for that check. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I go back to, again, I say, like, if PBC got too many welterweights in their stable, that there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to get a look to fight somebody. They don't want to, they, I guess they want to use the partners that they can use for their guys, their top guys. Mm-hmm. Use them instead of putting them with me because now if I defeat them, then where that puts that guy at? Goes off the they can't use them for the big, for the big guy. Yeah. What do you think about, um, what's the, what's the dude's name? Virgil Ortiz. You know what's funny about that fight? Um, my manager tried to reach out to Golden Boy, and the the excuse they give him they give my manager was, "Oh, he's too old." Too old. <laughs> like that's, I'm that's, too old. That's, that's why you're saying I can't fight Ortiz because I'm too old. That's yeah. like saying why did Hoya for um Chavez? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why why Ortiz is fighting um Vargas right now? Yeah, it's the, the, the dude I beat. The dude I beat, Samuel Vargas, right? Yeah, why he's fighting him? He's he's thirty something years old too. Yeah, his late thirties. The risk. Yeah, it's easier fight they think. It's like yeah, it's don't like, don't blame um, it, don't blame it on my age though. Yeah, it's the you know what it is? It's like um remember when um Rocky when um when Rocky was winning, and um Burgess Merritt told him those fights was hand packed. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy, man. Fighting bums and bouncers and I don't know, man. I I I just I I like to see you get back in there. Um, I'm, I'm hopefully, um, you know, we spoke with Al last week. He said June or July should be back. Okay, good. Let's see who they throw at me, and I'm I'm ready. I'll be ready June or July. I already got a head a head start. 
Mm-hmm. We in, in March now, so I got all this time to get ready, so I don't have no excuse. Did you tell them you need more than two weeks notice? <laughs> like, I, that's what I'm telling you now. It's March now, so June or July, I'll be, trust me, I have enough time now to get ready. So I know that around that, that time, that those two months, something's going to happen. So I got March, April, May. So I got two and a half, three months, if you think about it. You, you, you watch film on opponents, though? I'm, I'm suited a game before I'm anything. Okay. You know, I always tell you, I'm a fan. I love boxing. Oh, that's great. Like, I grew to love it, and I'm a, I'll be, sometimes I can't sleep. I just put boxing on three, three, four in the morning, I'm watching boxing. My wife, yo, go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. So why not study? I got that's my job. I got I'm still a student in the game. I was going to say, that do something like give you a, Weeks notice, by the way, we, we got uh, Jamel Charlo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, if, I, if I was in that, in that division, I, I, I would call out Charlo too, but I'm not. I say I'm a one, my water weight, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they give you more notice than you said June or July. They'll let you know on June 15th that you got to fight on July 3rd. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm, I'll be ready for I'm gonna start preparing now. Like, like I said, I'm always in the gym, but as far as getting ready for a fight fight, I have enough time to know June or July I should be in there. Man. Have you ever considered, this may sound crazy, you probably at this point in your career, but I was gonna say, have you ever considered maybe even trying to go down a little further to 140? Did you make 140? I don't know, the last time I fought at 40, I was probably like 16 years old, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I they asked me for the Brona fight to do a catch at 44, I took the fight. A week later, he pulled out. <laughs> that was right, right before the um the Thurman fight. Wow, that was a bird. Yeah, that's crazy. That'd have been a good he, fight. Though. He 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 ain't about that life. He don't want nobody that's gonna give him the brunt for his money. He wants somebody that just gonna be you know throwing little baby shots. <laughs> so the only reason why I, the only reason why I probably took the Pacquiao fight because that's everybody's dream fight for a big check. Pacquiao the cash cow in the welterweight division right now. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's crazy. He he would have been dumb not taking that fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you see everybody any, calling out Pacquiao. Any fighter. Mm-hmm. Everybody calling out Pacquiao. Everybody want him. Of course. I mean, it's it's sad to me that Bob Arum didn't make Terence Crawford versus Pacquiao when he had Pacquiao. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Pacquiao didn't take the fight. Was it even offered to him? I think they. I think Bob Allen was trying to make it for the longest. That's why. That's why. Look, supposedly Jeff Horn. I don't know if you saw that fight. Supposedly Jeff Horn beat Pacquiao when Pacquiao fought Jeff Horn in Australia and got robbed. That was horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. yeah, that was a way to kind of pass the belt. I feel like pass the belt along to Terence Crawford to get it to Crawford. Was Pacquiao um, contract going to be over when that happened? Yep. Perfect timing. There you go. <laughs> Politics of the game. Yeah, perfect, perfect timing. And then I think I think Pacquiao had one more fight left with him, and then afterwards his contract was over. Uh, so. Either you coming back or you can go, but you don't got the belt, so you got to probably come back. Yeah, but the crazy thing is that now Pacquiao, even with Pacquiao gone, Aram's still chasing Pacquiao to try to get that fight made because he know the money associated with it. Yeah, but it was so much, yeah. I heard back in the day, there was so much going on with Pacquiao and, and Bob as far as money-wise. So I don't see Pacquiao going back there. Yeah. 
a lot of if people, they do if they do it's going to be like a one fight deal type thing it's not going to be a contract yeah i don't see i don't see pacquiao going into any contract right now yeah a lot is coming out though like recently about bob and his business dealings like people just they don't want nothing to do with him and you see a lot now like even with canelo getting away from de La Hoya. yeah let me tell you man fighters are getting fed up they get to a certain point like they don't need no promoters no more mm. their name is so big in the game like why stay with there and i've been through this with them already i can promote myself and that's that's what they're doing yeah yeah how does it canelo, work? canelo don't need nobody who he need? yeah yeah. How does it work for um, fighters that have their own promotion um, companies, though? Because it seems like almost like most of the fighters now have their own promotion company. What is it only a namesake, or are they actually? I, have- yeah, I think it's just a namesake. I don't, I don't see no really no no fighter really promoting fighters like that because mm-hmm. they're not they're not really putting no money out their pocket. They're probably using their name and having a regular promoter um, do the show. Yeah. I don't mean- That's a lot of people do that. Yeah. Is that a way to get another check off the promotion? <laughs> I don't think they, I don't even think, I don't know. I don't even think they're getting anything out of it. Yeah. Just putting their name out there even more. Yeah. Maybe paying less taxes. That's about, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. That's, There's nothing wrong with that. The, the split of the purse is crazy though, right? Like, don't you gotta, you gotta pay your trainer? Don't you gotta pay for like, um, like your, your room and board and all that stuff? Yeah, too? Like, you, gotta, you gotta pay for camp. You gotta pay your, your manager, your, your trainer, your cut man, your physical trainer. Damn. So when it comes down to it, you gotta make sure you, you're not taking advances. When you take advances, you screwed up. Cause now when you get your check at the end of the day, you ain't getting nothing. Yeah. I guess that goes back to what you said earlier on why guys aren't stepping in there for less than what they feel their value is. The whole step in there for $10 when you feel you're worth 20, you know? Exactly, exactly. But you know, a, a lot of um, people just get influenced by fans. Oh yeah, you should, listen man, when you, when you know you're worth, you ain't gonna move, you know, you're gonna stay there. Until it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mess around, you didn't sign. Floyd was a perfect example about that. Man. Yeah. You think you signed some lucrative contract, you didn't take all these advances, then after the fight, they come to your, uh, back into the room and your check is $1,500. <laughs> you come back to check, all you're doing is signing the check because you took all your money. Yeah. yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, you know, you, you get these young fighters doing that, man. My yoga was a perfect example. I remember um, I was in Don King's office. He was actually um, negotiating for the Ricky Hatton fight. Mm-hmm. And my yoga came in and um, he won an advance for $150,000. I'm like, yo, dude, <laughs> you in camp. What do you need $150,000 for? Cigarettes and beer. Yeah, we, we <laughs> seen some of <laughs> This is a true story. I was in camp um, with him for the, uh, the Corey Spinks fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This dude, after he spar, he'll drink his beer and smoke a damn cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> this is the honest truth. This is every time we sparred. Every 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 um, we sparred Tuesdays and Thursdays. Every time he'll go drink a beer and smoke his cigarette. <laughs> this dude was raw, man. He was raw. Yeah, but he was making weight. Wasn't he making weight? He was making weight, but he was. Mm-hmm. He was killing himself. 
chilling himself like how you smoking a cigarette go one go do sprints <laughs> dude i'm telling you man this dude was shot but he was a realist man he could take a shot he yeah. came in there he's gonna give you hell for the whatever rounds you can last as long as you didn't touch him downstairs <laughs> you fought you fought sugar shane too right yeah i actually broke my thumb that the same that I messed up in um the box offs, yeah. I, met, I broke him um in the the Mosley fight in the second round. Actually, you can still see it. Probably see it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That bone never goes down. Man. Oh wow. Yeah. It's crazy. What was it like fighting Sugar Shane? It was a, it was a hell of an experience, man. Um, it was fast. I wish I had my left hand, but he he was fast. Mm. He didn't hit as hard as, as everybody thought he did. Yeah. You know what it is? I, I tell people, when you're getting ready for, for a shot, it don't hurt. But now the shot you don't see, that's the one you got to be careful. Oh, okay. Yo, he clean. Every, yeah, yeah, his shots, you can see his shots coming, but he can pop. Yeah. You, you seen the shot he hit Mayweather with? Yeah. He hit Mayweather hard. Boy, Mayweather was holding on for dead life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But he, he survived it. Yeah. He survived it, man. That's just Floyd, yeah. you know, people can say what they want about Floyd, but Floyd is Floyd, man. Yeah. It was three shots. It was, I think, I, I seen um, Shane hit him with a shot. I seen Zab hit him with a shot. Madonna hit him with a shot, too. Madonna hit him with a joint that had him stabbed. Yeah, Floyd, yeah. Floyd was actually coming back with a counter, and, and, uh -huh. and uh, Madonna caught him with that right hand. That right hand that had him staggering, boy. He lucky yeah. at the end of the round. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's a boxing game, man. Yeah. It's true. Anybody anybody on any given night. That's the beauty of the game, and that's why I love it. And that's why a lot of promoters are, are being real careful with with certain fighters because just they don't know where, what level they're on just yet. Mm -hmm. So they got to be cautious with, with the opponents they put in there. Even with, um, you know, I was offered a fight with Ennis. Okay. All right. He's, he's, he's good. He's talented. Mm -hmm. I don't take none away from the dude, but he haven't fought nobody yet. Mm -hmm. He's fighting, I uh, believe he's fighting Limpin' it now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. Limpin' it is stationary. He's a 140 pounder, but let's see what he does. But I think he's gonna, Limpin' is gonna be all over the place. He's gonna be, because um, Ennis moves a lot. Mm -hmm. He gets a lot of angles. Yeah. He's talented though. I can't take none away. He's a talented fighter. Why'd you, um, why, why didn't you take that fight? I, I was down for it. But the team didn't they didn't they didn't want to take the fight. Wow. Yeah, I see. I mean he said he's looked at he's viewed as being a top prospect. You get a W off of him. But that's the thing, they to a certain extent they push him as a prospect. So they're still being cautious. Yeah. yeah. So maybe if he shows out good with living it here, maybe I get the opportunity next. Yeah. Hang in there, man. Don't don't hang him up. So yeah. no, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ride it to the real store, man. <laughs> Stay in there. Yeah. Somebody at some point going gonna slip up and get back in there with you. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. You know, I'll be 40 next month, but I'm still rocking, man. Yeah, yeah, man. You look in shape. You look like you're ready to go too. Yeah, you look like you're ready to go now. I'm only, I'm only right now. I'm only 15 pounds off. So by time June or July come, I'll be ready to go. Yeah. Look, but it just listening to hear you talk about Ricardo Mayorga, 
<laughs> Yo, Yo. cigarettes, drink that beer. Dude, that dude is shot, man. <laughs> Yo, that's like honestly, that's my one knock on um, David Benavidez, though. Like he had too many, too many times he missed weight to be so early in his career. Like I, I guess the the discipline he probably got away from it a little bit, but I think here he um he knew he had to bite down because this dude he's fighting now is he's tough. I don't see him beating Benavides, but he can punch. So Benavides got to be careful. Yeah, I like Benavides, man. I he's like, he's young, he's talented. He just gotta stay stay zoned in because it's easy to get sidetracked when you have all those yes people around you. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he's gonna be one of them dudes that people duck and try to stay out of the way of. He might get a shot with Canelo. Who knows? Yeah, we'll. See, I mean, we'll see. You know, because um, I know Canelo. It appears Canelo's probably tied up for like the next couple of fights. Because I, I definitely think he's gonna be sore. I think he's gonna be beating Plant too. You think that that fight went on plan is gonna happen after the Saunders fight? I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think Caleb. I think Caleb Plant is is going to go. The man- it's payday. Is he the mandatory? Who's the mandatory after? For uh, um, no, I don't. Honestly, I don't think. I don't think Caleb. I don't think he's the mandatory. But I think his team already laid out their plan that they wanna that they wanna try to unify the um the division, and that's why they fight the Saunders, and then they going after Plant. Plant got the IBF, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. And plan. Be careful. Be careful. You don't unify to move up one more weight class. <laughs> and fight another shot, Sergey Kovalev. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I, you know, but he just Kovalev just tested positive, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So he's out for what? Well, he's out for six months. Kovalev ain't look the same. Kovalev to me hasn't looked the same since that second Andre Ward fight. I, I thought he won the first Andre Ward fight, honestly. I thought Kovalev won that first Andre Ward fight. He got yeah. One. But he did the, the the second fight, clearly he lost. And then he um who's the who's the dude that knocked him out? Damn, well, was it Barrera? Was it Smith? No. Wasn't Sullivan Barrera? Mm-hmm. I think it was Barrera. It might have been Barrera that knocked him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. In our rematch. Correct. You know, but he he just, his skin don't look good. He just, he looks like a very different type of fighter now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. You know who's another dude that to me is a good prospect that I feel like a lot of people probably are going to stay away from? Although I heard that Triple G possibly may get in with him. Um, Jaime Munguia. I like Munguia, but he gets hit too much. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's why Triple G willing to get in with him <laughs> right now. Yeah, early, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. It'd be like a Canelo and a, and a Floyd. Yeah. Triple, triple. The last dude Triple G fought, I think they said was a post office worker. <laughs> he wasn't a bartender. How many do the bartender Uber drivers? <laughs> <laughs> He picked up a fare for Uber on the way to the arena. Man. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Nobody else, unless they're a civil service employee or Canelo. That's what he's doing. He's either work for the city, the state, or Canelo. What do you think about the um, 135 pounds? Yo, I, that division is stacked right now. Yeah. Like, you see um Haney and Lomachenko going back and forth on Twitter. That, you know, Haney having 
That's he hasn't fought no one yet. But I think that fight with Lomachenko would be a good fight right now. I think it would be too. That's two technically sound people. I honestly, I think that now that Tiafimo beat Lomachenko, people sleeping on Loma. But I think that I think Loma might give Haney that work. It'd be interesting. I would like to see that fight. Yeah, I, the reason I, would, I would like to see how um, Haney deals with that the high tempo pressure. Exactly. With, with that movement, with you know, with the sickness that he has. And the angles. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't impressed with um with Haney um performance versus Gamboa. Gamboa is done. Like see like see this is a perfect example. They know Gamboa is done. That's why he keeps getting these opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is? He's a he's a way for some of the younger dudes to have a, a good name on their resume. Okay, so why they can't do that with me? I'm a- <laughs> you gonna wait till you're 45, 46. Yeah. You can't go out there and actually beat him. <laughs> yeah, you're not There's a bad name on the resume. They beat him. <laughs> Crazy man. But yo, that that division right there, like yeah, it's stacked, man. It's stacked. Then um, Santa Cruz, he can come back and probably fight him and um Haney be a good fight too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I like, yo, I like Santa Cruz. I personally think that Santa Cruz was getting off until he got caught with that uppercut. He was getting, Santa Cruz. He, he got easy. I, let me tell you, when he was he on the road and Tank, when he squared off, I said, something is coming right now. That's his, that's his shot, that uppercut. Can't sleep on that shot. Yeah. Yeah, he put he put Santa Cruz. And Santa Cruz threw that little he threw that little baby right hand, and that was the worst thing he did. He threw it too lazy, too slow, and he counted perfectly. Santa Cruz got hard, and he Santa Cruz got hard. He looked good in that fight. He got knocked out, but he looked good though to me. Absolutely, until he got caught. Yeah, he proved he proved to me. I was like, damn, like yo, he's fighting. He his game plan was good. It's just that he got you know what it was? I think probably like the early success that he was having probably let him get a little bit too comfortable. And yeah, he got lax of days late in the rounds, and that's when um Tank gets he puts that pressure on. Yeah. Tank is more like a late rounder. Like later on in, in, in the fight, that's when he starts coming on. Yeah. Did you see um Burchell and Valdez? But well, I love Valdez, man. He's a beast, bro. Yeah. He 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 he's proving himself. He when he had that I don't know if he had a broken jaw. Like he's a beast. He's he's one that they gotta be careful with too. Yeah. That was a hell of a fight. And that fight was up against that was I think that was the same night that Broner was fighting too. Correct. Yeah. What do you think about um Jojo Diaz? Uh not I'm not 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 a big fan. Not so yeah. not a big not a big fan. Why you like Jojo Diaz? I think him and Farmer should run it back. That'll be good. My issue with Farmer though is that my issue, like to me, Farmer and um Gary Russell Jr. like the inactivity, man. Inactivity. Yeah, but I like actually I think Russell's about to fight someone, no? Is he? Yo, he fight one time a year. I know. I think he. I I forgot who. I think he's fighting a Chinese kid. I think. Yo, he, he fight. He fight. Gary Russell Jr. He fight. He's talented as hell. He fight. He's sick with it. He should be asking for that Loma rematch. That'd be a good fight too. Yeah. Running back. But he's the yo, he was he was calling out Crawford earlier, I think it was what, last, late last year talking Yeah, but damn, like 35, like you gotta go all the way up to 47. 
Mm. He's small. Like he's small. Russell is small. Yeah. Like, you, did you ever meet him? Nah, nah. I never. I'm he's just... small. Like I tell you, like he's. We came out of the amateurs together. He's small. Oh wow. Yeah. But that yo, he's he got to me. He got to get busy. Like yo, you got to, he uh, his, with his name. He should be fighting at least two times a year. Yeah, easy. He. I don't know why the inactivity. I don't understand it, but he's talented, man. And you know what? Fighters like that, like even myself, timing is everything. Yeah. Like you, you got to stay. You got to stay active because we, he's a great counter puncher, and that's his main thing. Is his counter puncher. Yeah. If you don't stay active, you know you gotta you gotta stay active. Otherwise, forget it. The swords, forget it. They start wearing down. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you a fight that um, nobody over here in the U.S. probably would pay to see or kids to see, but it's gonna happen and it's gonna make big money. Khan versus Kell Brook. Before uh, uh, they should have been did that. I don't like. They're both washed up. Yeah. <laughs> Look who's getting knocked down with a jab. Like, how could you get knocked down with a jab? <laughs> Like, come on, man. That's crazy. I know. Nick Crawford I... just, just <laughs> threw out the, a, a jab, and I'm like, what? You know, but... if, his, if his his chin to me is still more solid than Amir Khan's chin. Like, I, I think Amir Khan was ducking him early on because I think Amir Khan felt he would lose that fight. Yeah, but Crawford, I mean, Brooke been washed since, I think, yeah. the, um, when he fought Triple G. Yeah, yeah, he's not the same. Over. He sh- but he shouldn't have never. He sh- he shouldn't have once he went up to fight Triple G. He shouldn't have never tried to come back down to 147. I think they said Eddie Hearn told him like, "Yo, just let the belt go." But he was hell bent on wanting to defend it. Yeah, but 47, he couldn't make no more. That's why he moved up to 54. He's and then you go try to make 47 again. Like, come on, why you just let it go? You know, there's a lot of fighters fight with egos and pride, and sometimes that that, that hurts you, man. I mean, he was fighting dudes like who did he, Michael Zaffa and people like you know he was there wasn't there wasn't really any fights for him at 154. He wasn't fighting with the the, the real people at 154. He he was fighting Uber drivers. <laughs> <laughs> After the fight, they picking up people. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up the bartender. That <laughs> wins. You know, it would be a, a good fight to see um, the the trilogy of um, what's the name, Charlo and um, what's homeboy name? Is, is it Tony? Harris? What's his Harris. name? Tony Harris. Tony Harris. Yeah, Tony Harrison. From um, from Detroit. Yeah. 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 He was getting off in the second fight too until he got caught with a shot. He got caught, he got caught up and he started exchanging with, with um Charlo. He got caught. Yeah. 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 That, was a, that was a hell of a fight to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, it, another person in activity, um, Demetrius Andrade. This is going to be his, his longest, right? Yeah. He got a fight coming up now. He just, I think they signed him a fight with somebody recently. Well, they had, at, at one point he was trying to fight, who was he trying to fight? He was, he, he moved up. Didn't he move up and he was trying to fight somebody? You want to fight I don't think uh, you know what I don't know if Canelo is interested in fighting him. Oh, he froze I'm up. trying to give anybody problems. Just... Yeah, he's technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he
Like he's he got it. He's a full package, man. He'll give any partner in that weight class a problem. You think that's why he can't get a fight? I think so. Yeah, man, and then he don't run his mouth. So like you said earlier, like you got you gotta sell yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he, I mean, one, at one point, wasn't he supposed to get in there with Billy Joe Saunders? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I guess there wasn't, um, the zone couldn't get enough funds to get up there for, for both fighters, and um, they never made it. Yeah, that's a shame. But Saunders is a big, a big draw in, in um, Europe, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. So he could have went up there to Europe and fight. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I yeah. just, um, that that he he needs he needs to fight. He's another dude with like an activity and, and has a big enough name where he should be getting better fights. Who's that? Andrade. Like why is yeah. why not trying to he fight? Should, he should be in the top in, in top five in that division, even top three. Yeah. He got a belt. He do. So yeah. I don't. They should try to unify. I don't understand what's going on with him. Yeah. Yo, him. He's with Eddie Byrne, so like. I guess, I don't know why they're not pushing them. Yeah, I'm telling you, Triple G got to get in there with somebody else. That Canelo, I don't think Canelo giving Triple G another fight, so Triple G got to get in there with somebody. Like you said, he's fight the young kid. He got that weird Mexican kid. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that's going to happen. Watch. Yeah. I mean, well, what did he, Triple G got with a three-fight deal with this home? Yeah. Yeah, he got it in there. I think he fought. Did, didn't Triple G fight um Devrachenko and get into like some some epic war? He, he fought, I think he fought Devrachenko. Was that the last fight? Nah, his last fight was against a post office worker. <laughs> Welcome, but it was a dead up. That <laughs> <laughs> he set like the record for the most amount of jabs landed or something like that. Uh-huh. I'm going to break records. <laughs> post, the post office man didn't deliver that night. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, but it's good though, like, not only like fighters can see it, whereas outsiders of the game can see it, they got eventually the promoters got to change the game because they ain't going to get nobody supporting the, the fights because now if you don't get no no, um, no views on TV, you got you to gotta shut it down. You got to change your game. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Through TV, they're going to keep doing the same nonsense. Mm-hmm. Think about it. We just talked about so many fighters with inactivity. I mean, some of that stuff is, is you know, strategy. Some of that is probably making the fights and stuff, but that's an awful lot of inactivity from good fighters. Yeah. A whole lot of them. It's not that the fighters don't want to fight. It's just, that's just how, how it's done. The business. The, t- yeah. the, the A side is fighting, and they're keeping the business side <laughs> You know what? One thing, as we we mentioned, uh, like the post office fighters, the Uber drivers, is I always found it interesting how, like, the average fan, uh, a lot of the average fans seem to think that that they could actually compete with professional fighters. It's like like Jake Paul think he can compete with with, with Floyd Mayweather. Like, come on! Dude. I understand you got. Millions of viewers on your ESPN podcast, whatever the hell you're doing. <laughs> you got to respect the game, man. You knocked out, what's his name? The, the Nate Robinson. Robinson, <laughs> like, come on, he's a 
basketball player. He's not a real fighter. He's, no. You know, hype and big, big. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> I even called him on his own social, on his Instagram. I called him on. I'll fight you anywhere. <laughs> so I, one of the like the things that stand out to me is like I think back to I think 50 Cent was trying to challenge Floyd Mayweather to a fight at one point. And I'm yeah. saying this guy, they forget would, about size, he would get killed in there. They're like best friends, man. I don't know what, they're always going back and forth. They, I don't know, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend. Two. <laughs> one minute they like each other, next minute they hate each other. <laughs> well. Louis Colazo, man. We appreciate you taking time out this evening to chop it up with us, man. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Yo, so what's what um give us just give out your social media if people, you know, when people watch this, that way they could look you up and contact you if they want to. Um catch me on Real Louis Colazo on Instagram and Twitter is the same thing at Real Louis Colazo. Just hit me up. I always reply to everybody that hits me up. I'm not one of those who just look at the message and just ignore it. I like interacting with my fans and my supporters, and I appreciate it. Yo, good looking out, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, man. Look forward to seeing your next fight, man, this, this summer. No, absolutely. I'm going to keep you posted, but um, I'll be hitting you up. I'm going to be bothering you. Yeah. All right.